Welcome to episode number one on the Fine Art of Adulting's podcast. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Dr. Jen about everything you need to know about COVID-19 and coronavirus. Bear with us as the sound quality may be a little funny as we are working with what we can at the moment during this pandemic. Dr. Jen has gifted us both her time and her knowledge, and honestly, after this interview, I feel a lot better about what the future holds. I know that there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but Dr. Jen is here to save the day, so you don't want to miss out on any of today's episode, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jessica Carrera. I started this company because I am obsessed with helping people learn what should have been taught in school. I once needed this resource and couldn't find everything in one place, so I became the very hub I wish I had when I started to navigate this multifaceted thing that we call adulthood. If you are looking to have access to information so that you can better utilize the resources you already have, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to our very first guest interview episode. I am here on the phone with a very special guest, Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen, can you go ahead and please tell us a little bit about your background and expertise? I would love to, and thank you so much for having me uh, here today at the Fine Art of Adulting. Um, It is great to be in the virtual studio (laughs) since we are by phone, Um, but I do think that this is going to be a great resource for um, all of the people out there, and we're all learning along with it. It's perfect. First off, I just want to say that um, my title, doctor, I'm not actually a physician. I'm an advanced practice nurse uh, with a doctoral degree in nursing. So that's where the word doctor comes in. I um, specialize in midwifery and women's health. I'm also a frontline healthcare worker. Although these days we are talking more like we're the last line of defense. We're, we're depending on the public, the people out there, to be the frontline people to help stop the spread of this virus and quote-unquote flatten the curve. All right. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction. Let's just jump right into like the whole rest of the interview, all of the stuff that people really want to know all about. Um, Okay, I know right off the bat because I don't know. I'm sure there are a bunch of other people that don't know as well. I've heard the words coronavirus and COVID-19. Are they the same thing? What's the difference? Can they be used interchangeably? What's up? So there are actually a lot of different coronaviruses. So the word coronavirus just is a term used to describe a certain set of viruses. They... um, When we're referring to COVID-19, it is actually the illness that that this particular virus causes. So there's a the scientific name SARS-CoV-2 really means nothing. That's the actual what they've named this virus, but it causes COVID-19. COVID-19 just stands for uh, Coronavirus Disease 2019. All right. That makes way more sense. All right, so with that being said, COVID-19, is it just an extreme flu? It, it, it isn't. It, it does cause flu-like symptoms, like you're looking at your aches, your fever, your cough, which is very similar. 
um, to the flu. And like the flu, it can be mild, severe. It, we all know people are dying from it. Um, and both basically lead to a pneumonia. Um, but COVID-19 is a lot more serious. And it's because of the, the severity when people do get very ill from it. So when we're talking about people that are need to be hospitalized with it, they end up on ventilators. Um, the person with a normal kind of pneumonia flu type thing can be on a ventilator three days up to, up to a week kind of thing. They usually can wean them off and, and they're getting better by then. People with COVID-19 are requiring anywhere from three weeks to eight weeks. So you can imagine um, the resources are not going to be there if a lot of people get seriously sick with it. That's kind of where the concern comes in. Right, and that is definitely really scary, especially when you're thinking about densely populated areas. Um, there's a lot of people getting sick, really, really sick, unfortunately, and they're having to make those life or death decisions. You know, who gets the ventilator or respirator? And like, that's that's really scary to think about. Um, you know. I don't want to have to think about that at all. Right, right, yeah. You take grandma off to put little Johnny on. Right. Yeah, that is very tough. Right, and with that being said also, little Johnny, I've also heard that kids are immune. Is that true? 100% false. Kids are not immune. Kids are, are getting this disease. They don't seem to be getting it as bad as the adult popu- population, um, but certainly children with underlying things like asthma or other um, cardiopulmonary or heart-lung problems um, are certainly getting sick. Some are dying, um, but we don't know why the generally healthy children aren't getting it, getting hit as hard with it, but they're certainly little vectors for it, so maybe they had it mildly. But now they can certainly pass it on to grandma, grandpa, or anyone with those underlying health conditions that put them at high risk. So this is part of the whole social distancing, keeping people away from each other, even families. Right. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. I know I've seen a lot of things. um, I'm sure a lot of my listeners have also seen a lot of things on Facebook about family members not being able to be around their loved ones. Um, in their final moments. And that is so, so sad. Um, Let's try to do what we can, you guys, to reduce the spread, reduce all of this as much as we can so that people can at least go visit their families. Because can you imagine being alone through all of this? Like, that's probably the worst thing. If you're feeling isolated at home now, imagine being isolated somewhere that's unfamiliar. Um, So, with also, again, with that being said, (laughs) um, when should somebody seek out medical attention for uh, coronavirus or when they're having poor symptoms or something like that? Right. So, I think that um, you should be in contact with your healthcare worker, you know, your, your doctor, your whoever your healthcare provider is, um, if you feel like you're having symptoms of any kind. Uh, we talked about um, shortness of breath, fever, cough. Those are the main symptoms uh, that we're seeing. Um, 
but if you're if you just have a low grade fever you, you have this cough you're not short of breath don't go to the emergency room that's the time to call your provider and say hey here are my symptoms what should i do if you're having um, cough so hard you're having chest pain or you can't breathe you really struggling to breathe yes you want to seek medical care but you still want to call ahead they want to know you're coming they want to be prepared for you right and i think ultimately we want to keep in mind that if we don't have to go to the emergency room or to whatever your fast quick like we have a place called prompt care i'm sure there's like a a prompt care everywhere so to speak (laughs) but your version of it um at that place you probably don't want to go there because that is where all of those sick people are so if you aren't actually sick with it you're increasing your likeliness to be exposed a mazillion fold because you're going to those places so really that is a last resort at this point in time as far as where this outbreak began I've heard a lot of weird things like that it came from people eating bat soup in China. Can you elaborate? <laughs> well, we do know that it started in China. Uh, we do know that um, that the virus started in animals. Um, other coronaviruses we know have come from uh, bats to humans, that kind of thing. Um, we There's no proof that it came from any kind of soup, though. All right. Well, I've seen also quite a few viral trends, so to speak. I know we've seen the Tide Pod Challenge in years past. Um, I know this isn't quite a challenge, but I've seen and heard of people gargling with bleach or snorting hand sanitizer. Is there any sort of scientific evidence to back this up? Please, please. That is awful. Do not gargle with bleach. There, you're just going to harm yourself. There is, uh, harm your throat, your esophagus, your, no. There's there's nothing beneficial to doing that. Um, and snorting hand sanitizer, you said? <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not going to feel good. Uh, basically, wash your hands and avoid touching your face. all right can antibiotics kill coronavirus though no if that were the case we would just give everyone antibiotics and we would be done antibiotics kill bacteria they don't kill viruses they have never killed viruses that's why sometimes when you go to the doctor and you're like but i've got this cough and cold i just need antibiotics you have a viral illness it's not gonna make it better time makes it better so same thing for the coronavirus Alrighty. When it comes to protection, should I be wearing a mask and gloves? That is a good question. And that has been changing weekly from the Centers for Disease Control, who is who are the the people that are in charge of well, there's the centers of disease control, right? Like, exactly. why? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm looking for. Well. So, so, their recommendations right now are for everybody to wear masks. Um, and basically, you're helping prevent spread. 
Um, certainly the best is to do social distancing and um, stay away from crowds and being in the public, that kind of thing. But if you need to go out for essential things like groceries or to the pharmacy, wear your mask, um, gloves though, that's a whole nother story. They are not recommended. Um, people are wearing gloves in a thought that they're protecting themselves when in fact they actually may be putting themselves more at risk. The, the reason being is gloves are used to help prevent cross-contamination. Like with healthcare workers, we go in, we'll do a procedure, we take our gloves off, we wash our hands, we move on. New patient, we clean our hands again, put fresh gloves on. Basically what people are doing would be not not doing that hand care or changing gloves in between. So that would be me going from patient to patient to patient with the same gloves. I'm just spreading from one person to the next. So that's what you're doing with your gloves on when you're taking in your purse, when you're shopping, when you're just paying with your cash and now you're using those gloves when you're touching your car and you're just transporting these. So instead you need to wash your hands. That's what's going to get rid of the virus. So to bring this interview full circle how can i actually protect myself fully the best way to do that is covering any coughs or sneezes use the crook of your elbow um, if you do use a tissue throw that tissue away wash your hands at least soap and water at least 20 seconds i think we found a nice video um, that i was going to send to you and um, just on hand washing um, there's some other, you know, your whole 20 seconds, you have your happy birthday song, you have your uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star, all of those things give you your 20 seconds, whatever you need to do. But there's also a fun uh, parody video. Right. I know. Um, I saw that you had sent me that. I will make sure to link that for you guys um, in the show notes. It is a Lizzo parody um, about washing hands as well as like um the doctor said the actual hand washing video that teaches you how to properly wash your hands because believe it or not although you might think that you've been doing it right your entire life chances are if you've never taken a microbiology class you probably don't actually know um because that was when i finally realized in college uh really, I was not effectively washing my hands whatsoever. Uh, we did a little demonstration. So that watch that video, um, wash your hands. Uh, I will make sure that all of those important things are linked in the description below. I would just like to take a moment to thank you, Dr. Jen, for being here on the podcast today and helping dispel anything going on like what all of these crazy myths and rumors and whatnot i want to bust all those out um if you guys have any other questions especially regarding women's health obviously she is a women's health practitioner um make sure that you please send those to me uh dm them to me whatever don't feel embarrassed about anything at all there's no reason to we can keep everything absolutely anonymous um, she will be back as a free resource on the show to teach us everything we need to know about women's health as well. Um, so again, thank you, Dr. Scholes. We super appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. It's great to uh, talk to you on the phone today. And I will be here 
hopefully in the studio soon with you. If this episode has helped you in any way, shape, or form, I would so super appreciate it if you clicked subscribe and left me a review. The more reviews we get, the greater reach we have, and the more impact we will make. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and like us on Facebook. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our mailing list so you don't miss out on any promotions. I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.